Welcome back to Cognac and Conspiracies. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jade. We lit! Yeah! <laughs> it's actually very funny. You know, long story short, I quit my job. I'm getting a ride home so I can drink like I used to drink for the podcast. Jay said, fuck it. Absolutely, fuck <laughs> it. I am unemployed for the next three days, so cheers to ah, that. We lit. Cheers to that. So I hope that... um. Hope y'all like this episode, um, and it it should be a good one. Um, I got another black serial killer for you, and I use that word serial very lightly because eh, three people. We all, I think we always do. I really don't know. Like I feel like someone who probably is like a true crime expert. Like that's not a serial killer. Well, it is to me. So. And yeah, unless, I think he he actually is acknowledged as a serial okay. killer. But to me, I guess maybe personally, I just think like, oh, ten people, twelve people, but there's three victims and his name is michael madison so today we're going to talk about michael madison and he is a serial killer from east cleveland ohio um so he was known to have committed about three murders and i think he probably did more but that's what he got clocked for but um we'll talk about his early life and then the crimes and then the you know whatever but jay you know you know how you always say, like, oh, did anybody ever call them or stuff like that? Mm-hmm. He actually did. Like, I, when I was doing my research, there was a person who called him on, like, in oh! jail. And he has talked to, like, reporters and talked to people and stuff about, you know, the murders and things like that. So, we'll get into that. So, so yeah. That's good. That's also interesting because, yeah, yeah, like, I feel like maybe just because, like, I don't know, there's not such a fan following. Not that I really believe there should be really a fan following for serial killers. But in the, in the case of, like, black serial killers, I rarely see somebody, like, you know, mm-hmm. running behind, like, a whole fandom. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that somebody actually did, like, contact him from jail. Yep. They contacted him, and he talked to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get into that later. But to start, um, so he was born on October 15, 1977. Um, and his mom was Diane Madison, and his dad was John Baldwin. And that was, like, kind of like an accidental pregnancy, like, it's it's unclear to me whether or not his parents were together but his dad always denied him and denied that he was his father so he never knew his father um he denied him he never knew him and that was just that so he was raised by his mother um but the thing with his mother is that she had a drug addiction um, Here we it, go. Right, I was gonna say exactly. This Isn't is so this crazy? could be any episode now. Right, I was it like, oh, why do all the serial killers have the same backstory? That's how I was like, waiting for. My ear was like, and she also <laughs> did sex work. I literally was just waiting for. <laughs> and it's not the fact that they did sex work. It's always that they did sex work with the child in the room. So it's not. It's not. Before people come to me, it's not the fact that they did sex work. It's always that the children. Well, we see a trend of children in this case who have seen sex work or have been you know like very close to it in the room at the time they too in this podcast have ended up being serial killers yep so he actually was taken from his mother um at a young age and uh that was due to like neglect and mm-hmm. you know uh, like you said a series of other things she was basically what they would see as like an unfit mother but when he was taken from his mother he was then given to his grandmother, which, from what I grasped through the research, was not really that much of a better, better yeah. um, home environment. So his grandmother actually was a sex worker. Um, she did sex work. Uh, she was on drugs. And she, like I said, it wasn't the best home environment. Like you said, it's like it's, it's weird because 
there's a running theme here. Uh, and it's a running yeah. theme. Now I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I feel like I could get like a PhD and just like run the statistics on all of this data of like black serial killers and like their childhood and literally mm-hmm. have like I don't know some type of graph they like. Yeah, and he even had a girlfriend. Um, he had a girlfriend. He had a lot of girlfriends. a lot of people have girlfriends. Yeah, a and lot he, of people on this. Yeah, show. but he told his girlfriend at one point when he was like older that he hated women. Women. Yeah. He said it. Sorry, I know. I right, yeah. right, know. Never mind. I'm not gonna spoil <laughs> it. What does he do? He chokes the woman, rapes them, leaves them in fields. Oh my gosh, Jay! Oh no! <laughs> Let's delete it. Delete that. Just delete no, that. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not you ruining my episode. One too many true crimes, bro. One too many true crimes. <sighs> okay, so. We're gonna go. We're gonna move past that. So, um, he actually grew up, like I said, uh, with his grandmother. Grandmother was a sex worker. wasn't the best, you know, uh, guardian or person to look after him. But also, at the same time, from the time he was young, from the time he was about sixteen years old, he began getting arrested and picked up for different types of crimes. Mm-hmm. So, um, sex crimes being the one that stand out that stood out as far as the crimes goes. So he wasn't like a squeaky clean type of person where mm. it's like, Oh my God, you know, where did this come from? So he actually was arrested uh, for rape when he was about 20 years mm-hmm. old. And uh, he was, he spent some years in prison. And then when he got out of prison, you know how you have to register as a sex offender and register your address and things like that. Shout out to Nicki Minaj um, and her husband. But uh, when you have hey, to, hey Taylor is wild <laughs> on them. I forgot how reckless this podcast is being people think. But did you? Sorry, not to cut you off. But did you see that tweet where where she was like, "I can't come to the VMAs. I'll let y'all know." And then someone was like, "Girl, because there's a Chuck E. Cheese near it." Yep. And then they found the thing, and you know what I realized though? I don't even know if it was a Chuck E. Cheese or not. Because you know she's not trying to get vaccinated. I feel like she probably had to be vaccinated to go too. I feel like it was the 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 double on top. What was it? The double on top. It was it was both of those <laughs> factors. Yeah, you know. Hey, shout out to her. But um, he was a convicted <laughs> sex offender, much like Sis's husband, and uh, she. she uh, um, instead of registering his address, when he got out, he registered his mother's address, who mm. also lived in East Cleveland, East Cleveland, Ohio. So he was registering, you know, basically from the time that he got arrested to the time he got out, he was not remorseful. He was already trying to figure out a way to finagle his way out of, you know, being held accountable for being, being a sex offender. Because he did not live in his mother's house. He just put that on his sex offender papers. He didn't live there, though. So mm. do with that what you will. Um... So, um, once he got out, he basically lived a, I don't know, a pretty normal life. He was dating women, you know, talking to women, living his best grown life. And he was dating a girl, uh, from what I understand, her name was Brittany. And so we're going to call her Brittany. Uh, and they were living together in a, basically a two bedroom, two bed, two bath, you know, kind of like how I live yeah they were living together and then all of a sudden he told her that he wanted to have an open relationship Mm -hmm. and I guess see other women and date other women right got you so uh they had separate I guess homes I mean I mean separate rooms separate rooms and separate bathrooms and things like that so he's she's living with him Brittany's living with him or they're living together and then he's also having other women come 
in and out of the home as well. And she's aware of this. Mm-hmm. Why you make that face? I'm just listening. Oh, okay. All right. So he's having other women come in and out of the home as well. So they're hey, living there. Can that happen to me though? It's fucking exactly. Because the thing is, an open relationship, it's not an open relationship. This nigga just and everyone's out. not. Is she, yeah. is she fucking too? No, because I, I bet my bottom dollar if she had bought a nigga in there, he would have exactly. had an issue with it. That's not an open relationship. Man. But that's their business. Now I'm like, yeah, Drunk Jay definitely wants to do an episode about polygamy <laughs> in the black community. <laughs> If it doesn't go both ways, it's not an open relationship. No. Just like a threesome. If it doesn't go all ways, that's not a threesome. You're just being weird. <laughs> that's not a threesome. But if it doesn't go all ways, Taylor. like if it, because it'd be like, <laughs> you mean everybody can't partake? You right, know what I mean? Everybody can't, right? Like men be like, oh, and women really be like sucking it up and like biting their tongue to eat pussy and they don't like pussy. Oh, I get like, what you, you know mean. What I get what you like, mean. That's yeah, not, yeah. I mean, I guess it is a threesome, but you're not enjoying it. No, I yourself. get what you mean, yeah. So, what are you doing yeah. right now? No, I definitely understand that, yeah. I get I get that. Because, like, there's also, like, weird threesomes I've heard of where it's, like... That's a that's a cut. People they participate. Watch. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's not a threesome. Because, like, some people participate, but then it's, like, one person just kind of hangs out and, like, I don't know, kisses a neck or two. That's, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... That's like not really. I'm like I don't know who told you what threesome is, but I don't think that's really it. Like you just gotta, you know, hang on the shadow. No, no, <laughs> kisses a neck. You know what I mean? Like you're like the elevator music of the situation. Like you're just kind of no. like there vibing. Like you look a baller too. You know? Uh, no, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's like <laughs> again. Couldn't that shit happen to me though? But all right. So he was in a quote open relationship with this woman, right? Okay. So, at some point um, during this time, and this is in t- 2013, I like doing the more recent Same, ones right? Because it's like, you know, kind of, it's still kind of going on a, mm-hmm. a lot of times. So, in, in 2013, he actually, um, like, his girlfriend at the time complained to him about a foul smell uh, in the apartment. And she said, hey, you know, it's, it's, funk- <laughs> it's funky in here. Like, <laughs> you know where that smell is coming from? And he basically told her, I guess she tracked the smell to like a closet, like one of the closets. And he told her that some raccoons had gotten there. In the closet? Yeah, and died in the closet, which, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why does this either, so this either <laughs> sounds really familiar or I've heard this before, or mm-hmm. maybe it was like the old stinky, but someone else before had, oh, it's somebody else has also said that raccoons <laughs> like die. Is that the go-to for Sarah? <laughs> yeah, that raccoons just... And it's like, how, how, did how did you, I'm like, the raccoons have been there so long, they lived and died, but only you witnessed the raccoons. <laughs> like, like you mean to tell me for three months, raccoons been living in the attic, but only you heard the raccoons? <laughs> only you heard them, only you saw them, and when you went to open the closet to get the broom or whatever, you're the only person who's seen the yeah, raccoons. Yeah, I, like, I haven't seen the like, raccoons. And then you saw them, and you were just like, nothing to tell anybody about, just raccoons in the house, and then you like kill it, it's in the closet, and you don't want to... Get the raccoon it. out the closet? You just left it. <laughs> to let it stink. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make but sense. that's what he told her. And I'm, I'm, to her credit, she did go to open the closet, right? Oh, did she? Okay. She did. She did go to open the closet and was like, really? You know, same type of thing. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he kind of like stopped her and was like, oh, you don't want to see the raccoons. Like, it's gruesome. That type of thing. That's what he said. I'd be like, let me see them damn raccoons. But, but you know it was no damn raccoons. It was a I'm body. Like, I absolutely know. Yeah. I know whose body so, probably is. Yeah, so... Um, once he 
stopped her and said, no, you know, don't look in there. It's decomposing raccoons. You don't want to see why are there de- But, like, why are there decomposing raccoons in my house? Like, girl, I, I don't have know. so many... Qu- like, you... I'm, I think that's honestly, like, crazy enough mm-hmm. that if you... Literally, I came over here and I was like, yeah, what's that smell? You're like, yeah, just a, just a family of raccoons in the closet dying. Like, their bodies decomposing. I'm like, you have... Do you have rabies? I'm like, you literally have lost your shit. Like, <laughs> why the hell are raccoons decomposing? And even there were raccoons decomposing in the front of my house. I would move the raccoons. Like, that's just so weird. Or like, call animal control. You're not bothered by that? You that's, do that's a really weird thing. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. So, uh, he said that after the raccoon incident, uh, raccoon gate happened, that <laughs> I'm dead. he, um, you know, she left it alone and she kind of just left that there. Michael Madison then said, because like I said, he's interviewed and things like that, that after that, the next time his girlfriend left the house, he then took what was his first victim. Her name is Shatisha Shealy. She was 28 years old, who was the girl that we believe to have been in the closet. Mm -hmm. Um, Then took her and uh, disposed of her body in a nearby field. (laughs) field or underneath the house yes so um and this he, was you said this was 2013 2013 yeah so he had put the um a few bodies like i said there's three victims some of the bodies were in like fields and other was like in abandoned houses so just like you know abandoned places where people might not look so yeah so after that he proceeded to put her body in the trash bag take it out to the field or take it out to the abandoned area and um you know dispose of the body and then he also proceeded to then there's not a lot of um i guess information because like i said this is 2013 he has not he's confessed to the crimes but he hasn't given like a full detail play-by-play of like what exactly happened or how he came upon mm-hmm. these women or things like that so his next victim was angela deskin she was 38 um, and she was from Cleveland and she was reported missing in June of 2013. And then there was another victim, Sherelda Helen Terry. She was 18 and she was last seen on July 10th in 2013. And she was seen leaving, uh, elementary school in Cleveland. She had a summer job. So she was only 18 years old. So she's probably like a little summer camp counselor or something like that. And she, uh, left her job and people reported seeing her leaving the job and then she kind of just like poof disappeared mm-hmm. into thin air and we'll get into her later in her family because girl drama okay well it, I, I mean, mean not too much but you know eventually one of his neighbors actually uh called the police again for a foul odor again this is after the girlfriend incident right and i guess he had a uh, garage that was close to the apartment where mm-hmm. he lived one of his neighbors called the police to come out to investigate a foul odor that was coming from a garage. And once they got out there, they got into the garage and they discovered a decomposing body inside a bunch of trash bags. Uh, and it was the body of a woman kind of like wrapped up like in a fetal position. And after that, of course, they're going to look in and say, whose fucking garage is this? What the hell? So it was leased to him. What a big dummy. Uh, why are you going to... Yeah, put the body... It's in literally on... The garage is literally in your name. You're the number one person they're going to call. Yeah. So, they look into it. They see who owns this garage. 
um, they're led to Michael Madison. And then from there, they get a search warrant to search his house mm-hmm. where I and I tried my hardest to figure out what the fuck they were talking about. But they said everything just says further evidence of decomposition. I don't know I what that means. Yeah. Maybe, you know, they bring the cadaver dogs. It's Maybe they got the right. dogs and the yeah. dogs picked up on something or something like that. But all it says is that they found further evidence of decomposition in his home. Wednesday, Wednesday, oh, I get that. Walk. So yeah, so maybe the dog sniffed around and fell dried blood or you know, said bone yeah. or something. something like, I feel like maybe if he cut up the body or something had happened, they found it mm-hmm. on whatever. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, so they got more evidence. You know what's the wildest thing, though? What? So why a long time ago, like, I feel like the listeners don't really care. So a long time ago, I actually redid my kitchen. So I took all the cabinets out of my kitchen and the, what is it called? Like the countertop, all that shit, right? So I take to the dump, right? And I had just like eight big trash bags i feel like my my boyfriend's car like black mm-hmm. trash bags and this lady who went to the car was like what are you disposing of we were just like cabinets and countertops right she didn't even i thought they were supposed to like open the bags reach she didn't open reach in and then we just disposed of it it really was that ass just like wood and laminate countertops but she never it could have been she, she never checked yeah because batteries aren't supposed not to send to this woman but bad even batteries aren't supposed to go in a certain part of the landfill or whatever she never checked it so i was like like having a true crime podcast i was like damn like i'm like why do people bury bodies in their backyard when like i'm not gonna say the county or the place but you can <laughs> literally you just dump but it. i feel like it also didn't smell because it wasn't trash it actually so it was you know what i mean it was wood mm-hmm. and plastic so it didn't have an aroma to it, but I guess maybe she worked there so long she knew, but she literally was like, yeah, sure. But like in all the trash bags, we could have had like a limb or something and all the separate bags. She never double checked it. And that, that really like raised an eyebrow to me. And I was like, that's very interesting. Like, it was yeah. like that was interesting to me because I was like. It's, it's true. It's weird because it's like said, in a lot of true crime podcasts, I see like people put the bodies like you said at the landfill or they put it in the dump so that yeah. they know it's going to the landfill because once it's at the landfill it's very hard and they're not gonna like, dig it spread out right. all over and the place and yeah i was never aware of that right and it's I, thanks to the yeah, landfill because i was like so. I, honestly one of the things i do about this blog is i'm like oh someone went missing and they never ever find anything it really does unsettle me but then like after that experience i was like yeah if i would have really been about it about it like if you get rid of it you i guess like i don't know like pickle it or something i don't know you get rid of the smell somehow and you really mm-hmm. are just very confident about what you're doing that day you can really get rid of a did body did you say pickle it i don't to get rid of the smell i don't know what the word is there's like there's a there's a better man i hate drinking and doing this there's a better word for you know what i mean about what's it called you don't know what is it taylor you know the word like the frogs like you like the mummies what formaldehyde no but that's mummified no i don't care so basically you can pickle it you know what i mean they know what i mean formaldehyde is the thing you use to like when you go to an open casket it's wild like y'all have been drinking because if you're an og listener i haven't talked about an open casket funeral in a long 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 time i've not talked about an open casket funeral and you can tell my life is better right so I haven't been to open Catholic funeral a long time. At that time in my life, I had gone to a lot of funerals. <laughs> so I talked about funerals a lot because I had been to a lot of funerals. And that's, I guess, how I was processing that. But anyways, so oh however they were handling the bodies is what I mean. Like, you could basically, if you had knew what you were doing, you could show up with it, like, burned or whatever. And you would, because basically, if my car smelled of dead body, the lady probably would have pulled us over. Oh, yeah. But I guess if you knew what you were doing, you really could have dead ass put a body in the landfill that day. Pulled off, and it was it was a lot of people. Like it was a line yeah. going all the way back. So whoever's after me, like 
Yeah, so that, that, I was like, so now I feel like maybe for a lot of unsolved crimes, that's really where the bodies, like, really maybe, like. Yeah, it might be. Um, it, like you said, it's, it's, e- not, it's not easy to get away with. You have the confidence, it's, it's the goal to do Yeah, it. you have to know, like, what you're doing, yeah. that type of thing. Um, so, so yeah, that's what, um had happened and the body that was found in the garage um from what the concept that i grasped was that it was the body of shatisha shealy 28 years old um and then his next victim angela deskins and you know what i'm gonna keep it all the way 100 uh she was missing angela deskins was missing for almost a year before her family realized that she had been murdered. Wait, no bullshit. what? I swear, I swear to fucking God. Um, and wait, her wait, how old was she? Thirty eight. She was thirty eight years old. Did she live away from him? Like she had moved away? Uh, she lived in Cleveland, and so did her family. But the thing with that is, it's just like she, they said she wasn't. Um, I guess what's the word? Consistent? Like she would disappear sometimes. But I'm like, but a year? I understand, like a week or two. But a year? That's always a hard one that's, for me, though. That's really extreme. Uh, Angela Destin, she was missing for, like I, like we were saying, a whole year before her parents. And they kind of just, you know, assumed that she, I guess, fell off the grid. And I do understand, I, I, to me, it's extreme. But I guess if you know somebody and you know they have a tendency to do that, mm-hmm. you might not be that alarmed. Which is why I said it once, I said it twice, I'll say it five times. You need to have somebody that you communicate with so. on a daily basis. Like, it doesn't have to be a lot of people, but there needs to be somebody who talks to you on a daily basis because if not, people might just assume that you're just being flaky yeah. like how you always are and you're just, like, off. And I, and the only reason that her parents realized that um, or her family realized that she was missing mm-hmm. is because I think it was, like, her brother or somebody got murdered during this time and she didn't show up for the funeral. And that's, it took all of that for them to realize, like, hey, she wouldn't, you know, she might be flaky, but she wouldn't miss, yeah, she wouldn't miss a funeral for a family member. So, that's when her mom said, her mom says that she filed a missing persons report. According to police uh, unit in Cleveland, they don't have any record of this police report. So, that's like, he says, she said. It's the craziest thing, though, because I think, like, I feel like, you know, people do just want to be by themselves. I guess it's hard to be, like, really make sure your family members, you don't talk to them, like, mm. once a year. Or, like you said, they have someone they're close to. But it really is, like, a, a, cons- a consistent thing. That, like, I think, you know, not even on this podcast, a lot of people said, like, oh, you really have, like, 48 hours to find a missing person. Or, like, you know, the statistics are no longer in your favor to find them, like, alive and well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like to say that, like, they haven't gone from a year and no one's talking to me or just, like, shrug. Like, if it is someone you care about, at least try to have, I said, like, it needs to be 48 hours. A wellness check. But at least have a week. Yeah, at least yeah. have something where you're, like, you check on them every whatever days. If they don't reply, you know, do something. But mm-hmm. even you yourself to get yourself away from crime, at least try to have somebody who would say, oh, well, Blake never showed up. Blake didn't post on the, you know, National Hair Group on Facebook. Like, have mm-hmm. some where, like, you know, you have, like, a presence. Yeah, like the Chris Watts uh, joint. I mean, obviously. Yeah, she she's had, on Facebook. Yeah, I said she yeah. had her best friend, but also Facebook. She was real active yep. on Facebook. So, it's like, if you just go ghost on Facebook, knowing how much she is into Facebook, that's going to exactly. ring uh, uh, an alarm bell or two. Um, so, um, that was his second victim. His last victim was Sorelda Helen Terry. She was 18. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, she was last seen on July 10th, 2013. 
leaving her summer job at an elementary school and her family actually there's the the whole reason that i heard about this case or this serial killer is because there was like a viral video where basically her father tried to whoop his ass in court at the sentencing yeah and i'm like I felt that. Valid. Yeah, valid. I mean, he he had no charges. You know, it was Mm. what it was. They just escorted him out the courtroom. But I'm going to show you this. I'll show you it after we get off the um, joint. But no, he basically, you know how you give the victim impact statements Mm -hmm. about, you know, the the joint and the stuff like that. Um, So he was giving his victim impact statement and he said, and I'll get into like his interview and the things like that that he's done from jail um but he's not remorseful and he said he was giving his victim impact statement i've seen the video and he was like oh this man has taken my child blah blah blah. he turned around he looked at him and he said he smiled at him like laughed at him laughed at her father basically like you know smirking at him and you know picking with him basically and it's like bro you killed my child when i tell you this nigga jumped across the fucking table and tried to smack this man up and it was a whole thing and i saw it it, went, it was like a viral video i was like what the fuck is this which is kind of how i was introduced yeah. into that but yeah her father in the courtroom tried to snatch him up and beat his ass and of course you know they got the bailiffs and they got to yeah. you know wrangle everything but i'm like I'm, i might have had to turn my back on that one i think absolutely i might have because... had to just be like hmm. Because, I mean, that's the only justice, I mean, you'll really ever get. Like I said, I feel like we do this all the time, but I feel like it really isn't, it really doesn't, like, settle you to see whatever. And especially for him to, like, turn around small on your face. I feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell I would do. Because I feel like at that point, oh, yeah, you're like, leave it to the U.S. legal system. It's mm-hmm. like, that. why would I do that? Yeah. Like, Yeah, because he said, look, he, he was smiling. And um, he actually did, uh, Michael Madison actually did an interview um, on, like, a YouTube, uh, kind of like a YouTube, podcast you know kind of like ours they called him and he was talking and um he asked him about it because it was oh, about thing. the fight yeah he asked him about the fight and about the um the father and said you know why were you smiling or whatever and he said because it was funny to me i swear to fucking god he said it was funny to me well honestly the one positive i'll say is they got him and he only had three victims mm-hmm. um or as we know because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who are just as sick and have like 11 victims 20, yeah so at least i said with modern technology or whatever they were able to get him quicker because yeah it sounds like he really did have no remorse and if they didn't get him he was going to keep on going but the thing is i wouldn't be surprised if he did have 11 victims oh yeah that's yeah i, I mean think, right. i think that he did some more stuff that I mean, we yeah, don't know about because yeah. i think he got caught at like um uh, what is it he got caught because he was hiding bodies in his damn house and his storage so yeah but like you said i feel like they might not have bodies they can link to him because we just talked about a little landfill situation mm-hmm. there really might be bodies dna all types that they can never link to him that's factual um but yeah so he got ran down on he basically was like oh you know it was many a times where i was doing this and doing that and i don't you know he's a bitch mm-hmm. clearly but he was like oh you know i was handcuffed and you know he wanted to run down on me while i was handcuffed and i just thought it was funny to me like no. it made me laugh like when he looked at me it made me laugh you know that type of thing like he didn't give a fuck and the thing is when the guy was going after him like i'll show you a video he's he's laughing like you can see him smiling and laughing while the the father is trying to get to him and he's he's laughing That's because so sick he knows yeah. that he could he's you know protected by the it's court and the bailiffs yeah. and the security there he knows he can't get to him so he's he's laughing in his face basically and then the father's like you know going off he's like this motherfucker smiling at me like what the fuck is wrong with him that type of stuff so 
yeah he doesn't have any remorse and then to the interview um they asked him about kind of like his upbringing and he basically said that his upbringing uh wasn't good um basically admitted everything his upbringing wasn't good he doesn't like women um as far as the fight goes yes i smiled because to me it was funny i don't know you know whatever um and they asked him about like him being on death row he actually was convicted of all three of these murders and sentenced good. to death yeah he doesn't care um he doesn't care so he says his death but i guess he never he's like he's still alive he's on death row Sheesh. yeah he's still alive i mean he'll he'll get sentenced i mean he'll get put to death eventually but i feel like we've talked about this before then when you get sentenced to death row then you know it's a lot of times there's years and years i'm talking about 10 yeah years, it's 15 it's bit, years yeah. until you get actually uh i don't want to say euthanized it's not a dog it's but you know dog. what i'm saying put put to sleep I don't again know. a dog that's okay <laughs> i don't know hey nice to be for a dog there's yeah. a long time there can yeah. be long stretches of time before you actually get put mm-hmm. you know get get put to sleep whatever the fuck um so it it is crazy because he like i said he's still alive but sidebar i want to talk about this a little bit his mother was actually murdered three years after his conviction and by the dad do people think it's like the that dad or no people just no not the dad because i think the dad from what i've gathered the dad is just ghost like okay. the dad does not exist in there oh no i'm saying not his dad the dad who wanted to fight at the court oh no no no, no, no. this isn't law abiding citizen no the dad <laughs> he's not avenging <laughs> yeah no he's not avenging the death no the the mother was actually murdered by from what i gather um a grandson is what was in the uh documents but when he was getting interviewed by the person who called him mm-hmm. he said that it wasn't a grandson so but he's a sociopath so who knows what the truth is but basically long story short his mother was killed at her home by a family member a grandson a nephew whatever stabbed to death and she also had three kids in the house that he stabbed them as well but they survived he stabbed the mother to death and she passed away from a what we assume is a relative so when that type of stuff happens i'm like is there type of history of mental illness in the family yeah like, why what did is somebody show on? up and stab his- there's no explanation there's no mm-hmm. i don't get this was in 2019 so for all we know the trial might still be going on this is very very recently because that's interesting because like i said when you first said i was like oh it could be a um a revenge killing i mean it's i mean it's not medieval times anymore people still do it so (laughs) you know because her son is definitely not her son her grandson definitely made plenty of enemies so to think that he wouldn't you know someone wouldn't go and then try to get the grandma back Mm -hmm. um but the idea or was it his mother or get his mother back so better yeah someone would you know i feel like that's the close thing to hurt him so maybe someone would try that but the idea of a family were doing it yeah i think Mm -hmm. it just signals that that there's you know like there's other people struggling with that in his family so they like should yep so um he's charged that grandson i'm gonna go ahead and say that because that's what is being reported the grandson was charged with his grandmother's mother three counts of attempted murder um and he has pled not guilty to the charges and as far as i know that's still pending because that was in 2019. You know how the course is. Yeah. It takes, it takes a long time. crazy. Um, um, but he's in uh, prison. Uh, Michael Madison is in prison. He's on death row in Ohio. And that's... 
that's all folks I guess but yeah he's he's on he's on death row there and um I don't know. I just feel bad. Like, like I said, I got to show you the video. It was wild. Like, no, I feel it's it's really hard. Like, I think mm-hmm. the, it's it's so hard because I feel like I really, man, doing podcasts will really change you. But I feel like I really didn't, you know, think that they were really like truly really evil, evil people. Oh, like evil, I said, very evil. The fact that like I feel like that's hard for her dad. I feel like if you I'll knock on what if I get murdered and then my murderer like laughs in my dad's face it's like that that's a really hard thing mm-hmm. I feel like you'll see that at night like that's really hard that's how I was like oh I feel like someone had killed his mom because I feel like that probably you know would get you back to sleep again but yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say in the, in the dad like people be like oh you know you gotta do this you gotta do that I'm like no the dad the dad like you said valid because the way I'm set up I'm gonna put a Bought a pistol in that bitch. And, no, uh, that would have really rattled me. No, that would actually okay. really rattled me. That would have really, really rattled me. Because, like you said, you that would have really, really, really like fucked me. Like I said, I feel like I don't think I would go and turn around and go after his mother. But I feel like there are people who really would have been like, oh, next step. If you had a kid, a mother, whatever, that's mm-hmm. the next process because you took something from them, and that that's wild. Yeah, I'm gonna show you the way he leaped over that table. He wasn't playing with him. He was oh like, okay, because I feel like he went to look at him like. You know, I'm I'm gonna look at you, look you in your eyes, mm-hmm. let you know how you hurt me, and then this nigga started laughing, and I feel like he just lost. I think it. it's just yeah, yeah exactly. he's just like the fuck. Oh god, yeah, yeah exactly that. Yeah, so um, that's Michael Madison. Like I said, he's a serial killer. I think to be a serial killer, you got to do at least three murders. Oh. So he meets the th- the criteria. Um, so that's Michael Madison, and um. That's him. He's still alive. He's on death row in Ohio. And like I said, if you want to, if you know, you or anybody else listening to the podcast want to look up his interviews or, you know, things he has done, um, then feel free to look into it because apparently he takes interviews. So that's actually, it's crazy. Shit. Yeah. Apparently he takes, he takes, he takes interviews and he's had a few. So I wouldn't call him though. After that shit. You wouldn't call him? No, after that shit, I have no desire to call that man. No, no, no. After laughing in the girl. No, no, no. I have no desire. Absolutely no desire to call him. No, no ma'am. I'll find but else. you gotta ask him like what's up guy like so it's always some convoluted like answer like i feel like people do shit like that then they like you know what i mean i feel like there's some serial killers where you call them and then they have this like what's the word they have like this persona where they feel no bad about it and they just have accepted like that villain aspect and they're mm. just gonna tell you like you know what i mean like i, I have the no bad guy. i have no desire to do that and hear that like i have no desire to like be a part of you like I don't know, like being not celebrity, but gaining like clout from this, mm-hmm. and then publicly people are like, oh, what a terrible person! Like I have, I have no desire to. I feel like a lot of people, I'm like, oh, why does no one call them? I feel like I would call for like answers and clarification, like the other person did. But I, I have no desire for you to be like, well, I laughed in his face because like it was fun. I knew right. I, I, I have no desire to hear that. Like, yeah, and that's like you said, there's certain zero killers, and I always wonder what's what's genuine and what's not right because i 100 percent believe that he's like i laughed in his face because it was funny because like you want to play with me because i'm handcuffed you know blah blah yeah. you know whatever i 100 percent believe him when he says it was funny to me yeah i believe that right um but it's certain serial killers like uh jeffrey Dahmer or whatever when in his interviews he says things like I didn't want to kill people. Like, it was kind of like something that was like an overwhelming urge. And, you know, I feel bad about it. You know, that type of thing, which doesn't excuse it. You know, mm-hmm. it's still fuck you. Um, but when I hear that type of stuff, I'm like, 
is that genuine? Like, do you really feel bad? It's easy. Or is that something that you're just saying to kind of taper the... But the thing is, I'm like, if you didn't feel bad, you already killed, like, 10 people. Why? What's the need to lie now? It's weird because, like, I feel like you don't, right? That's true, too. But I feel like it's like you'll never know, right? Because even the guy who, um, the family murders, like, that Netflix documentary... Chris Watts. Chris Watts. Like, Mm -hmm. he said the same. The basically when he finally confessed, he said that, like... They had gossip a fight and found he was cheating. And then the urge in his head was just, like, overtook him to kill her. Like, he mm-hmm. basically, like, couldn't turn the thoughts away anymore. And he had mm-hmm. to kill her. Like, basically, yeah. like, he, he too, I think, definitely, I feel like... Mental illness. I don't know what the psychology behind it is. Because he seems so normal prior to. Yes. And I think he really was, like, fighting demons, too. Because he really killed his wife and his daughters, like, the snap. Like, you could tell he had really had been battling this shit. Because... He literally, in a snap, made the decision to literally, like, I feel like in, in less than six hours, he had decided to kill everybody. Yep. Like, and he said, fuck it. Him, um, like I said, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer, he basically was like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to kill everybody. And, you know, it is what it is. Because he said he killed somebody, which can't be, you know confirmed but he was like he killed somebody when he was like 15 or 16 Mm -hmm. and then he got away with it and he felt really bad and he didn't do it again for like 10 years and then at like 25 it just it just overtook him he couldn't he couldn't do it anymore yeah and you know mental illness he said and then he just once he did it again it just if he ran off it just it was too much it overtook him he was doing again 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 and he said you know i do feel bad but still that nigga got killed in jail i don't feel bad for him it is what it is but yeah, I you know I always wonder about people like that. Like I said, Michael Madison, who was like, your mental health is fucked up. Like, what kind of person would they have been if they lived a different life? Is always what yeah, I yeah. So, well, yeah. Good I episode. guess we'll never know. We'll never know. I'm not calling him, so we'll never know. Yeah, uh, good episode. Call him. You can call him. I, I don't. I told you that. I'm really sorry. Somebody else can. Mm-mm, not me. I have a lot of people I want to speak to. So yeah, nah, it's gonna be enough for me, dog. If you're listening here, and, don't uh, call him. Don't call that man. If you want to call him, he's alive and well. Don't Give him call, call him. Ohio uh, Correctional Facility. That's what they want you to do. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, like I said on the call, he was. Yeah, no desire. I have absolutely no desire. He had no. And they, she, he even asked him point blank. He said, "Do you feel remorse for?" Your crimes and what you did, he said no. Yeah, it's gonna be no for me. I don't. So absolutely not. At least he keep me in the stack. So this is cognac and conspiracies. Um, that's it. We're talking about Michael Madison. Like I said, this is cognac conspiracies. We're cognac and conspiracies at gmail.com. We're cognac conspiracies on Instagram. Thank you guys for reaching out. We always appreciate the messages and the suggestions and things like that. So. Feel free to send those to us, and we will see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye.